Hello and welcome to Fave 5 from Fans, the podcast where I, Jamie Ray, your humble host, invite a friend of mine, or in this case my daughter, to create a top five list of their favorite things that we share a common interest in. Next, we sit down to compare and contrast, dissect and disseminate our choices for you, the listening audience, and we let you decide who's right, who's wrong, and we will still be family. So strap in for this episode of Fave 5 from Fans. Hello and welcome. Um, We've got a great episode for you tonight. It's going to be a little different. Um, It's going to be Fave 5 musical numbers. And to have this episode, I have invited someone who's very familiar with Broadway and musical numbers, my daughter, Lily and Ray. Hi, Lily. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm excited. I think you've been working hard on your list. No. Oh. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you. What do you like? Um, I like cats and Netflix shows and obviously musicals. Mm-hmm. I'm in a musical right now, so yeah. that's fun. Well, tell us about that. Um, I'm in Mulan Jr. Uh-huh. And I am one of Mulan's friends. Yeah, which one? Their name is Chinpo. I'm very excited. Oh, they will make so. a man out of you, so be careful. <laughs> well, great. So. Well, so just so in case you're a new listener, how this works, I've invited Lily to make a list of her top five musical numbers. Now, she can pick from Broadway shows. Uh, she could pick from TV. She could pick from movies, whatever she wanted. Just know that mine will be all from movies because I watched very few musicals. <laughs> And what we'll do is we'll start off with uh, each of us can have an honorable mention, one that just barely didn't make this list for one reason or another. We'll go back and forth with Lily starting, and then we'll go through five, four, three, two, one, and then we'll name our favorite musical numbers. You ready? Yeah. All right. Let's go with your first honorable mention. Okay. So my honorable mention is I'll Make a Man Out of You from Mulan. <laughs> and the reason it's an honorable mention is because I made this list um, right before I got cast in Mulan. And after I got cast, I listened to the entire soundtrack. Uh-huh. And I realized how great this song was. But I had already made my list. So I was like, <sighs> I don't know what to do. I had to go on there somewhere. Yeah. So it's an honorable mention. Mulan is CYT Lafayette presents Disney's Mulan. Well, that's great. So tell us what about that song that really makes it for you. So the first thing is the singing from Donny Osmond is on point. Mm-hmm. It is great. I just like that song a lot, and I even made a parody of it. Oh, really? Like, personally. Uh-huh. It's about fish. Okay. Yeah. It's so- called I'll Make a Fish Out of You. It was great. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And... I like, and I like the, and I don't really know if this is, I think it is, it, the scene and the animation is great. Yeah. I like the style From the a Disney lot. movie. Yeah, yeah. From the movie. Yeah. It's and, a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. And Especially the, the dragon and the cricket. Mushu and Cricky. There you go. 
But also, since I was just cast in Mulan, we just did the choreography for it, uh-huh. and it is great. That's awesome. I saw you working with that bow staff. Yeah. Mm, I have to watch myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great one. Good choice. Well, what's yours? Well, my honorable mention was really, really tough to not get on this list because I love this song. But I figured it, it just, I figured with all of them going on, uh, it just, it couldn't make the cut. More probably because it's a short song. But mine is Science Fiction Double Feature by Richard O'Brien from the 1975 movie Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, I've never seen that, so I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm glad you've never seen that. <laughs> they got caught in a cellular jam. Then at a deadly pace, it came from outer space. And this is how the message ran. Science fiction Double feature Doctor It's a movie based on a musical called The Rocky Horror Show. It's the opening number and it comes in on a black background with uh, one of the actresses, Patricia Quinn, with her lipstick mouth singing the song, but it's not actually her voice. It's the voice of Richard O'Brien. And it's a great song because as you listen to the lyrics, they talk about movies from the 50s and the 30s and science fiction films and stuff. And it actually foretells what's going to happen in the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, for example, it starts off, Michael Rennie was ill the day the earth stood still, but he told us where to stand. So they use that theme in the movie about young kids not exactly knowing where to go and what to do. And then there's the narrator, who's an older, wiser guy, who is kind of directing them. And then the next line is, and Flash Gordon was there in silver underwear. Well, one of the creations of the doctor, his name's Rocky, when he comes out, he's wearing silver underwear. Oh, that's... Yeah. So it goes through all of these different songs, uh, all these different movies as lyrics in the song. My favorite line being from the the, the Night of the Demons, or how it's called here, Night of the or mm-hmm. Curse of the Demons from 1957, was Dana Andrews said prunes, gave him the runes, and passing them used lots of skill. And it's just a great what? line. Okay. <laughs> so that was my honorable mention. Let's go to your number five. Number five for me is Yorktown from Hamilton, and it's sung by Lin-Manuel Miranda and Christopher Jackson. The Battle of Yorktown, 1781. Monsieur Hamilton Monsieur Lafayette In command where you belong Are you saying no sweat? We're finally on the field, we've had quite a run Immigrants, we get the job done Okay, not familiar Yeah Before I saw Hamilton in New Orleans I watched this on like a Tony show highlight or something And I fell in love with it Mm -hmm. It was a great song It was great choreography And I just kind of was obsessed with Hamilton so it was just like the whole package it was really great 
And so you've actually seen Hamilton, haven't you? Yeah, I went to New Orleans and I saw it for my birthday. Uh Uh-huh. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Made you fall in love with Lin-Manuel all over, huh? (laughs) Yeah. He wasn't in that show, though, right? No, but he wrote it and I think directed it and starred in it. Okay, awesome. That's a great one. What's your number five? My number five comes from the 2007 Disney movie. That's right. Wow. Disney Disney. movie. Uh, It's That's How You Know from Enchanted. Oh. How? What do you mean, how? How does she know you love her? Oh, no, no. How does she know she's yours? Don't sit. It's okay. You know, just just walk. Can we walk? Okay. Well, does she? Yeah. How does she know that you love her? Oh. He knows the song, too. How do you show her you love her? How does she know that you really, really, truly love her? I've never heard this song. How does she know that you love her? I absolutely so love that. It's um, it's written by Alan Menken and Stephen Schwartz, and it's mm-hmm. important because you're going to hear that name again later, Alan Menken. And of course, it's performed by Amy Adams, mm-hmm. and it's got a bunch of other singers in the background. Background, of course, and I just love the way that she uses that, just breaks out into song mm-hmm. uh, while she's talking to Patrick uh, Dempsey's character Robert about how he knows. That he's in love with Nancy, the girlfriend. Yeah. Which, spoiler alert, by the way, this show is heavy in spoilers. Definitely. So if you don't want to be ruined, Nancy he, wasn't he the right love her. Yeah, he doesn't love her. He loves Amy Adams. Yeah. And But at the song, she's not telling him, love me. She's saying, this is how you know you love her. Yeah. And it ends up the her is her. Oh, wow. So um, it was a really great song. And I love the way that he kept trying to go, why are you singing? And then other people start joining in, and he's like, mm-hmm. why Why are they singing, you know? Yeah. So I loved it. It was such a good song. It was nominated for Best Song, nominated for Best Original Song in the Golden Globes, Best Original Songs at the 80th Academy Awards, and Best Song Written for Motion Picture Television or Other Visual Media at the 51st Grammys. Wow. So that's a lot of recognition for how good that song was. I, I don't think it won, but it was still really good. Yeah. So that's my number five. What's your number four? My number four is Dancing Queen from Mamma Mia. Oh, that's Specific- such a good one. Specifically the movie. Mm-hmm. Because if, uh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. It's sung by Christine. Uh, Julie- Baransky? Yeah, yeah. Baransky. Um, Julie Walters and Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love how... It's kind of like the Chikatita, I think it is, where they just break into song, trying to cheer her up. Mm-hmm. And then in this one, Meryl Streep is actually happy about it. Right, right. And, like, she joins in. And I think it's great at the end when they're all dancing, like, in a line going to the dock. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that is so funny. Come to look for a cane. Anybody could be that guy. Night is young and the music's high. With a bit of rock music, 
If only we all broke into musical numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and I have memorized the dance from that, so. Oh, you will have to perform that for us. Yeah, That's great. Okay, cool. Dancing Queen. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so, my number four is a song that you're somewhat familiar with. Ooh. We actually saw it at a production of the, CY, the CCT group, the grown-up CYT group, it's suddenly Seymour. Oh wow! From, yeah, yeah, from Little Shop of Horrors. Mom's now, obsessed with it. I know, and that's okay. It's a good show to be obsessed by. <laughs> so specifically, the first time I fell in love with it was when I watched Little Shop of Horror from 1986, mm-hmm. which was the musical version of the remake of the 1960 Roger Corman film. They're all remakes. That was based on the original play. Also yeah. from the 60s. So I love that. Um, so it was composed by Alan Menken. Oh, wow. Who, oddly enough, until I did this list, I had no idea that in 2007 he would write another on this on this list. Wow. So I, I just love the, the fact that um, so Rick Moranis and Ellen Green, the two characters, um, uh, uh, Audrey and the aforementioned Seymour, after, spoiler alert, Seymour kills and chops up chop, a dentist. Chops up a dentist. He's feeling guilty about it. <laughs> um, and this song is them can finally just uh, admitting their feelings toward each other. Confessing. Confessing. Yeah. yeah. Tell me the bad times are clean washed away. Please understand that it's still strange and frightening. Losers like I've been. It's so hard to say. So, neat piece of trivia. This was uh, actually filmed on part of the the giant 007 stage. And it was really cold, and they couldn't heat it properly. So, the actors had had condensation showing up on their lips. So, if you look really close when they're singing, they've got little crystals on their Mm -hmm. lips. So, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. So... All right, so let's throw down on number three. Number three for me is Stay Alive, But the Reprise from Hamilton. Sung by Lin-Manuel Miranda, Anthony Ramos, and Philippa Sue. Okay, okay, Um, a double Hamilton three. Yeah. Okay. Hamilton, come in. They brought him in a half an hour ago. He lost a lot of blood on the way over. Yes, but you have to understand. The bullet entered just above his hip and lodged in his right arm. Can I see him, please? I'm doing everything I can. But the wound was already infected when he arrived. Um, Spoiler alert. This is the scene where Hamilton's son dies. Oh, no! It's very sad. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it made me cry. (laughs) Um, 
Like, so, in this scene, the son, I think his, his name's Philip. In this scene, the son, Philip, is defending his dad's honor by doing a duel right. with someone else. And he loses. Oh, no. And he's shot. Oh, no. Foreshadowing. And, and the mom mm-hmm. realizes what happened. And she's telling him to stay alive. Oh. But he can't. Uh, 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 no. No. Oh, different song? Oh, okay. Different song. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so she's telling him to stay alive. But he can't. Mm-hmm. And he dies. And it's so sad. Oh, so sad. It was no. Oh, that's a good one. So you must really like Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah, so if Len Manuel is listening, he should hook you up. Right? Yeah, hook me up. Did a presentation <laughs> on you in class. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, great, great. Well, what's your number three? Oh, my number three is a fantastical conglomeration of songs from all across the spectrum smashed together into the Elephant Love Medley. Oh, that's good. From Moulin Rouge. Yeah. When I was doing my list, I had musicals and then songs from those musicals I liked, and that was on there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, we got good taste, girl. (laughs) I look around me and I see it isn't so. (laughs) No. Some people want to build a world with silly looks well, what's wrong with that? I'd like to know. Cause here I go again. Love left us up where we belong. Get down! Get, get down! Where eagles fly on a mountain high. Love makes us act like we are I love this song. It's performed by Nicole Kidman and Ewan McGregor. Yeah. It, in the movie, it takes place uh, after the Duke has come to the show, and he's decided that he'll back the show if Satine basically goes out with him. And then she yeah. goes out, and she's contemplating the fact that she loves Christian, and she's wanting to leave the Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. And I think she sings, One Day I'll Fly Away. Yeah. But then Christian shows up, and trying to convince her that they should leave together, he starts breaking into this. Yeah. You know? And so it's really neat because it's, it's got songs like um, Heroes by, by David Bowie, uh, Silly Love Songs by the Wings. They have uh, Smelton John in there. Mm-hmm. They, they sure do. Your song, which is my favorite part of that song, is when he sings. Yeah. Okay, I won't do it. <laughs> Um, and I love the fact, too, that there's a couple of spoken lyrics, like love is like oxygen and love is a mini splendored thing, which come from songs, but he speaks them and not says them. <laughs> so uh, I like the part where she's like, get down, get down. <laughs> that's true. When he's up on the spire. Yeah, that's a great one. So this, while it may not be my favorite movie, mm-hmm. that song and that performance has always stuck with me. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen Ewan McGregor, of course, in the Star Wars movies. And we watched him on Fargo where he played Beauty Twin Brothers. Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. He's such a great actor. Yeah. So I just thought it was really good to see him having so much fun with this song. Yeah. And that song is the Elephant Love Medley, my number three choice. Okay. So that would mean it's time for your number two choice. Okay. So this one, I haven't seen it. Well, I haven't, like, seen it on Broadway. Right. But... 
I've seen it, like, the choreography and the singing. Okay. It's loud from Matilda the Musical. Oh, Matilda the Musical. Yeah. Just like the shirt you're wearing right now. Yeah, I'm wearing my CYT Matilda the Musical shirt. Well, why would you have that shirt? So ironic. It's so ironic. You were in that show. You were so good. So you have got to be Loud is like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, so this crazy mom, Miss Werbwood, used to be a ballroom dancer. Mm-hmm. And she's with her dance partner, Rudolfo. Rudolfo. And Miss Honey, uh, Matilda's teacher walks in. She's like, hi, I'd like to talk to you about Matilda. And basically they start talking. And Miss Wormwood's like, well, you know, looks are more important than books. And burst into song and dance. <laughs> and they drag Miss Honey with her. And Miss Honey's like, what do I do? Wait, what? And it's so funny. And I was in the show, and that that's where I got it from. Mm-hmm. And the girl who played Miss Wormwood was so good. Yeah. And I loved her singing. And they were doing, like, all these complicated dances and these lifts. And it was sounded so good. That's awesome. So I, I remember that, Pete. That, that was yeah. a really good one. It was uh, they yeah. kept spinning around. Yeah. Yeah, and Rodolfo had some really tight pants on. <laughs> yeah. That kind of made me a little nervous, but anyway, <laughs> that's a great choice. That's, yeah. I love the fact that some of these I know, and some of these I've never heard of. Yeah. So it's really great to see that you know you go out and and you're listing some some of your own stuff. Yeah. Lin Manuel, especially, he's he's really awesome. Good. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's great. So, What's your number two? Hmm. My number two comes from a movie based on a musical called Hedwig and the Angry Inch. And I'm not going to go into details about the movie. Hedwig, it, like the bird from Harry Potter? Uh, I believe so. It's, I don't know. I'll have to go and check. That's a good one. That was a joke. No, but it could be. I mean, it's the same name. Oh, wow. I don't know. If yeah. it's, it's, I definitely know it's not based on it. But um, so the movie version um, has John Cameron Mitchell in it, uh, along with a, a bevy of other people, um, including Bob Mould from Husker Du. But the story basically is about Hedwig and her band, uh, basically made up of like Eastern Europeans, including her husband Yitzhak, I think is how you oh, say it. Wow. And they're forced to support themselves by pl- playing gigs, uh, their band. Uh, in a chain of failing seafood restaurants called the oh. Bilge Waters and some nice. other places. I think they play in a laundromat at one point. <laughs> um, but this song is just, it's so awesome. And while she's singing it, you see this animation that tells the story. Oh, 
And the story mm-hmm. is built uh, around the the god Greek god of love, Eros. And supposedly Aristophanes, while he was in the symposium, gave a speech about it. And he, he talks about how people um, long, long ago had two faces and eight limbs and they were back to back. And they were male, male, and they came from the sun. And then female, female from earth. And then male, female that lived on the moon. Hmm. And then the gods... Uh, Zeus and, and and I think it was Thor. But like anyway, Hades and Poseidon. Yeah, I know those. They decided they're going to split the humans right down the middle, and wow. so all of the men and all of the women are finally split in their And so that's how people got to be separate, and that's kind of where your soulmate idea kind of comes from. Is um, that this is somebody that you used yeah. to be a part of. And when you really love someone and they're gone and you feel like you're missing something, it's from there. Yeah. Oh, and so, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's a really, really great um, song. And it's Zeus, Osiris, and Thor. That's who it was because Thor wants to use oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a really great song and uh, I love it. So that's my number two, The Origin of Love. Wow. So that means we're down to our number ones. Number one. Let's do a quick little recap. Um, Give us your honorable mention down to number two. My honorable mention was I'll Make a Man Out of You from Mulan the Movie. Number five was Yorktown from Hamilton. Dancing Queen was number four from Mamma Mia the Movie. Stay Alive Reprise from Hamilton was number three. And number two was Loud from Matilda the Musical. Right. Well, my my honorable mention was Science Fiction Double Feature from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Number four, That's How You Know, from Enchanted. God, that's such a good film. Um, number three, The Elephant Love Medley, from Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge, Moulin Rouge. And number two, The Origin of Love, from the musical movie, sung by John Cameron Mitchell. So that means, if my math is correct, we're down to number one. Wow. So let's have your number one favorite musical number. My number one Favorite musical number is Revolting Children from Matilda the Musical. (laughs) That's a great song. No. It's it's the scene from Matilda the Musical where basically all the kids are like, we're giving up being good. We're going to be revolting children. This part always cracks me up because in Matilda, the show I was in, this kid had starts the song by singing this really high note while standing on his desk. And he's basically like, we're not going to do this anymore. And that's how they all start singing and dancing and stuff. And he's supposed to hit this really high note and he could never hit it. And it was pretty funny watching him try to hit it. But it turned out really good. And in CYT's production, they had people dancing on stage and... 
So they gave us costumes, and during that scene, we had to make ourselves look messy, mm -hmm. like put our ties from our neck on our ankles, and tease our hair, yeah. and undo our sleeves. Uh huh. I remember. Yeah, and they were dancing on stage while looking very revolting. revolting. And then there were also people in the aisles, so that was like a very surround. Yeah, you it know, was like four D. Yeah, and it was um. It's a really great song with really great choreography. And it's basically sung by the whole cast. Right. And it's just, and it's like, it's the people singing it from CYT, they did a great job. They really did. That was a great yeah. musical. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And it was just, it's a really good scene. I'm very sad that I could not do it. I was very disappointed. But sometimes it's more fun to watch people do something right. than to do it. Well, that's a great, that's a so, great idea. Yeah, yeah, it's a great yeah. stance. What's your number one? Well, my number one is, drumroll, Somebody to Love from Ella oh. Enchanted. Yes, Mr. Horror, Mr. Rob Zombie loving guy. My favorite <laughs> one is L of Frell singing Somebody to love. Being forced wow. to sing Somebody to Love. So if you've never seen the movie, um, it's a really cool kind of retelling, or not retelling, but a kind of new um, fairy tale yeah. about Ella from the town of Frell, who at birth is giving the gift, air quotes that you can't see, <laughs> of obedience at birth uh, by her fairy godmother, Lucinda. And so basically it means anyone who tells her anything to do, she does. Yeah. And so many years later when she's had the evil stepmother and two stepsisters and just decides I need to get rid of this, she goes on a journey to have the godmother take the gift back. And at one point she's met up with a prince and she's met up with a an elf named um, Slanin, I think, Slanin, whatever. They end up at a giantville where they yeah. were trying to find her. And, of course, elves are forced to perform, and Slannon doesn't want to. He wants to be a lawyer. <laughs> so while trying to get the giants to stop messing with him, they say, well, why don't you sing a song? And she has a gift and of obedience. Then she starts singing it. Somebody, 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 somebody. It's really great because there's a lot of, they, they'll throw out like, uh, yeah. sing louder, sing more soulful. And she ends up taking it and it's like, it's really effortless. Yeah. It's, it's, I forgot about that, but that's a great, that's a great choice. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I had a long list. <laughs> Surprisingly, there's not many that, there aren't that many horror musicals. So, so uh, shocking. So shocking. But, uh, I really enjoyed, um, Making this list because there's a lot of songs yeah. I didn't think about that I really do like. 
Um, I'm not going to run out and go to Broadway, but still, it's great, you know. So that's our top, our favorite five. The only note I want to add is I really wish I could put Beetlejuice on here, but I haven't seen it, so I can't put it on here. You've heard it, though, right? Yes, I have listened to it too many times on repeat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you like that one. Yeah, definitely. So if there's any Beetlejuice producers out there who need a, a, an intern, yeah. you're open. Call me. Call you. I'll go, we'll go hook you up. Hook you up. <laughs> awesome. Well, great. Well, I think that will bring the podcast to an end. Yes. I want to thank you very much for joining me. You're welcome. Uh, and it, if you enjoyed this, then we're going to be doing another podcast soon. With our fave five Jim Halpert pranks yes, from, from the, the office. office. Yes, that's going to be fun. You're a little office crazy right yeah. now. And I think we both know each other's number one yeah. already, but we don't know our other numbers. So that's, that's going to be fun. And it'll be fun to see if, if they if they match up yeah. throughout the show. And there's so yeah. many pranks. There's Jim so built. many. Like I started doing the list uh-huh. and I looked at like a fan page. With all of the pranks, mm-hmm. and just like season two, and it was like, like so she's big. holding her hands far apart yeah. for the listening audience. Yeah, <laughs> it was really long. I was like, yeah, it's it's actually kind of fun to go yeah. and and start taking them off one by one and say, oh, and then you have to decide. Well, man, I really like this one, but this one, da, da, da. some of so. these, I was like. I don't remember this one. I should go watch it again. Air quotes, air quotes. <laughs> you just finished been watching the entire yeah. show. I so, binged nine seasons in about three months. Yeah, you went so. through it pretty quick. <laughs> and you still keep an A average at school. So yes. doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. So thanks for being here, Lily. I have one question before we leave. Oh, okay. Can I still be part of the family? Hmm. That's up to the listeners. Oh. Dang it. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Yay. Well, I want to give a thank you to all of my listeners out there, and I want to make sure that you're checking for us on all of the platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere you can listen to it, I try to want to be there. This is Hulk Boy from Hollywood signing off. This is I'll Make a Fish Out of You by Lily Ray. Let's get down to fishness to defeat the fish fry. Did they send me guppies when I asked for full grown? You're the saddest school I've ever met, but you can bet before we threw. Just know I'll make a fish out of you. Tranquil as a forest. But a rapid within. Once you find your center, you are sure to win. You're a spineless, pale, pathetic lot, and you haven't got a clue. Somehow I'll make a fish out of you. Yay!